This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 8, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The G8 Summit hopes to improve aid for Africa, but what aid works? Does aid or debt forgiveness to Africa bring a self-sustaining growth? Cato Institute policy analyst Marion Tupi suggests that world leaders interested in helping Africa should open Western markets to African goods and clear the way for organic institutions to develop there. The G8 leaders are meeting in Hokkaido to discuss a number of important issues ranging from uh, climate change uh, to the state of world economy uh, all the way to economic development in Africa. The focus on Africa partly has to do because this is one of the one of the follow-up summits on uh, on on the Glen Eagle summit which happened in 2005 when uh, the G8 leaders met in Glen Eagles in Scotland uh, to really push uh, for economic development, come up with policies that could solve the problems of African poverty. And um, uh, over the succeeding years, uh, this year included, they are really going to be taking stock and see how much of the promises, uh, how many of the promises they've made have been accomplished, uh, how much uh, additional work there needs to be done. Uh, Some of the issues are going to be old issues, uh, such as a question of foreign aid. Some of the questions are going to be new, for example, what to do about the high food prices and so on. What is the record of development aid to impoverished countries, particularly even African countries, over the last several decades? Well, the the rich countries' approach to Africa is really a three-pronged approach. It is uh, give more aid, reduce debt, and open up trade. I think the first two are largely inefficient, certainly in the African context. Over the past half a century, we have seen hundreds of billions of dollars uh, that were given uh, to Africa in foreign aid, but uh, that hasn't really uh, jump-started the, uh, the economic growth uh, in Africa. And similarly, a lot of money has been, uh, has been forgiven uh, in terms of uh, debt relief. But what happened uh, was that many of these countries' uh, governments simply turned around and started borrowing more as soon as their uh, stock of debt was reduced. So basically we are seeing this vicious circle of uh, debt forgiveness, more aid, more borrowing leading to uh, higher debt, and then we start again. Unfortunately, the only... um, a real benefit that uh, I can see in terms of rich countries' relations with Africa, and that is allowing greater number of African goods to reach Western markets free of tariffs and quotas, um, has really stalled. The Doha round of trade negotiations on uh, um, was supposed to be a development round, and it was supposed it was supposed to have focused on uh, opening Western markets uh, to African goods and also opening of developing countries' markets to each other. Unfortunately, that uh, that particular um, that that particular aim of uh, um, of international um, attempts to relieve uh, African poverty has has stalled. Aside from increasing access to to markets and products, is there a kind of aid that has a good record in in Africa? I think that it's important to understand the limits 
of what the West can do vis-à-vis Africa. There is summits like the G8 summit in Hokkaido, or for that matter, the summit in Glen Eagles, creates uh, a an idea, an illusion, if you will, that Western policies can affect African development. There is little that we can do. I'm sure that some aid uh, is... Uh, has has had beneficial effects, um, although most of it was either stolen or wasted. Um, I'm sure there are certain things that we can do, such as, again, um, opening our markets and ending our farm subsidies. But the vast majority of reasons why Africa is poor today are domestic reasons, lack of the rule of law, for example, a business environment which is not conducive to economic growth. You know, it can take up to a year to get a uh, license um, to to open up a business in, in an African country. So these are the sorts of things that Africans need to focus on. In other words, they have to address domestic policy and institutional shortcomings if they are going to be hoping that uh, prosperity will be somehow introduced to Africa from outside, I'm afraid they are going to be disappointed. And even institutional development is something that uh, rich countries aren't very good at doing in poor countries. Uh, Indeed. Uh, One might argue that uh, colonialism uh, was uh, a a great, uh, great, the the greatest harm of colonialism to Africa was in a sense that it, that it, um, it ended the institutional development in Africa and it introduced to Africa um, institutional um, institutional ideas which were not suited uh, to the African continent. And, and in fact, Western aid to Africa continues to maintain institutions uh, in Africa which may not necessarily be the best for Africa. Maybe by withdrawing aid, uh, we can induce institutional changes in Africa that we were not able to do by giving aid. Marion Tupi is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Read more on African development at cato.org.